0: Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing.
1: On the Range is brought to you by Vehicle Assurance.
2: Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Pearly, good morning. What's happening?
3: Nothing, man. Putter in hand, ready to roll today, baby.
2: Yeah, you're all fired up, all fired up. Well, we formatted the show like a round of golf, and the first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by the folks at Vehicle Assurance. one eight six six. 341-9255. If you need some coverage, if you need some warranties, if you need anything for your car, they have it. They're great folks. Call them at 1 866-341-9255. Check out our social media outlets. Uh Pearlie takes care of those. He'll let you know about those. Just call him on his personal cell. He'll take care of those all, for you. Uh,
3: all under control. All under control. Okay,
2: cool. So we don't need to go over that. And then I also wanted to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Uh, Man, their business is really, really been um, just off the charts with the COVID uh, nightmare. People have been staying home. They've been fixing up their homes, and these guys do an excellent job. Call them at 314-805-2132. All right, Pearl. Uh, Fun show. I've got... A local, really good friend of mine, the CEO of St. Louis Bank, Travis Liebig, is uh, our interview for today. Uh, banker, loves the game of golf, uses the game of golf uh, to help grow his business, and um, just an overall good guy. But we've got a bunch of other fun stuff to talk about. Let's just jump in. Stuart Sink, three-peat. Uh, h- how amazing is that? We had him on the show, what, a month ago, a month and a half ago or so?
3: That that must be why he's playing so well. I knew there was a secret sauce someplace.
2: Well, somebody sent me something on social media, Pearl, and I said there's like, it has to be the Jay Delsing, golf with Jay Delsing boost. And all I was thinking about is, damn, I'm glad it wasn't the curse.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go with the positive as long as we can go with it. But, yeah, it's amazing. I, I was so anxious to ask you, where does that come from? I mean, obviously, he's been a great player from a long time. He was a wonderful amateur player. He was a great college player. He did really well on tour. I wouldn't call him a world beater, but obviously very, very good. And then all of a sudden, you know, gets later in the career, not much going on. And then all of a sudden, he he just wiped the field last week.
2: John, two wins. Goes,
3: how do you open
2: at Harbortown at sixty three sixty three? I mean, he's got his son caddying uh, for him. But um, how about this, Pearl? Forty-seven years old and Ryder Cup possibilities. Forty-seven years old, back in the top fifty world golf rankings, uh, and not winning, decisively winning, and twice in a year.
3: Well, uh, Ryder Cup possibilities or lock? I mean, well, it's not a lock
2: pretty- because they've changed the formatting, Pearl. So, oh. so remember, Coach Stricker is going to get four. Uh, at-large picks, or maybe six. Whatever it is, it's changed because of the the COVID years and things like that. So it's changed, but he's right in the middle of it, no doubt.
3: And, Jay, you've played that course many times. Uh, There's plenty of ways to lose your nerve a little bit not get it around out there. You don't have to make a whole lot of mistakes to not get it around, and he was awesome. He just kept going.
2: Pearl, the first time I played that golf course, walked over from the range, and I was playing with Pater. I don't know it was a 23-year-old. I looked at the first hole, and then I looked over at Steve, and I go, do they all look like this? And he goes, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, oh, dear God, what am I going to do? It was so <laughs> narrow. Oh, man. Well, I never hit, well, I ball, never hit if, drivers. never the ball
3: if the ball runs out just a little bit and you're not you didn't plan for it you end up hitting some funky punch shot punch roll thing that could bounce anywhere he was amazing how he just and hit every shot wasn't perfect off the tee just the way he kept his composure played it around really played the game it was it was just really impressive and yeah you mentioned he was having a blast with his son I, i'll tell you what what a family affair and and what a joy that that uh That had to be for that family.
2: I can't even relate, you know, and all the the challenges that Lisa's faced with the breast cancer and everything. It was just fantastic. What about the rule? i got to get your opinion on this. How about the rule snafu, Matt Kuchar and um, uh, uh, Siwoo Kim with a ball sitting on the lip, sitting on the lip, and, and, and Kuchar says to him, Man, you can't hit this. The ball is literally moving, and they're watching it kind of wiggle back and forth, and then it finally falls in, and they take it away from him, saying, "You waited too long. You had to hit that that shot within ten seconds."
3: So that's what I didn't understand. I, I thought if it's moving, it- that it it counts. Now are they just saying, guys, it couldn't have really been moving? that whole time, or it would have gone in because it had nowhere to go. But you and I have seen putts on the edge where it's just just trickling, trickling. Tiger almost had that type of thing at uh, at, a, at Augusta several years ago where it's just kind of sitting there, but it's it's, it's got a, a slight move forward to it. Uh, yeah, just another one of the rules where I'm like, come on, guys. The only
2: thing, Pearl, is that from a pragmatic standpoint, with the TV and everything, how long do you let those guys wait? How long, you know? Because yeah, you, you, I mean, you can sit there and and go. And the other thing is, John, if it's truly moving and it's only got to go one sixteenth of an inch, and it yeah. takes a minute, I, know. I don't know.
3: You know what? I I, I agree. That's that's hard. And then guys are casting a shadow over it. Then there's a bunch of different things going on. Yeah, it's 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 just hard though. Uh, you know, I I've had it before, Jay, where I've hit a second shot that well, I'm like, wow, that's got to be close. The other guy hits a shot. You walk up. The other guy might be chipping to the green. You walk up, and all of a sudden, you're on the green, and this is minutes later, and the thing falls in.
0: Right, right. So,
3: so you know, I, I don't know. Does that mean it wasn't moving? Does that mean it came to a complete st- standstill and then moved? I don't think that's possible either, is it?
2: No. I think what's happened is that, the, the, well, I mean, I guess it is possible that something could have caused it to move, but you, we could talk about this forever. This is just crazy. It's crazy. I think... Unfortunately, because I've had this happen to me, and I was pissed that I didn't get the counter. Can you imagine? You? Can you imagine? <laughs> and and um, but I think it's probably the right. You're gonna ha- you're going to have to make some sort of time limit on this thing and stick to it, even though it sucks.
3: Tour guys don't lose like to lose a shot, even any shot anywhere ever. You yeah. guys fight so hard for them that those are those are tough calls.
2: Yeah, it really is. Okay, how about Lydia Ko? She's been a fan. I was. I, I'm working hard to try to get the Cordes, uh, Lydia Ko, um, Lexi Thompson was one all any sort of you know combination of those guys on the show because we just need some representation from the LPGA tour. But how about 23 years old? She wins for the 16th time over three years or so since her last win, and what an unbelievable fight! For someone who is world number one, earliest gen, regardless of the gender, for someone to hit world number one in golf at 17 years of age. And to see her win again with the struggles, the lead better stuff, all that crap, it's great to see her do it. Let me, do, let me toss in a tip of the cap segment real real quickly. It's brought to you by the Dean team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. Colin and Brandy out there are terrific. They took care of Pearlie when he bought it him, himself uh, a new Toyota truck, um, and they helped me with my, uh, my car. Uh, I bought a used VW for Joe. Um, my tip of the cap is to all of the major sports leagues, NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, for managing – to push through the crazy times we've been feeling through COVID. Look at this. Somehow our society is so connected to the world of sports. Just giving us some sort of something to plug into is really important. And I got to tell you, Pearl, I think you uh, agree with me here. The PGA Tour led the way on this thing. We we lost a few weeks, but not very many. And my, my, uh, my hat's off to uh, Jay Monahan and, and the PGA Tour as well.
3: I'm I'm okay with kudos for all sports on the uh, COVID. I agree with you, but we got to give triple co- uh, kudos, like you just said, to golf. They they went way out of their way to, to lead the way. Individual players stepped up, the commissioner stepped up. I'm so I'm so proud of the the game of golf through that and and the different organizations. Huge, huge win across the board.
2: And the tip of the cap was brought to you by Dean, team of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Call Colin today. That's going to wrap up the front nine. Don't go anywhere. I mean, I'm sorry. That's going to wrap up the on the range segment. Uh, The front nine comes after. Do we usually go to the range first, Pearl, or do we go to the front nine and then go to the range?
3: dependent how that first round went.
2: Yeah, and, and and we're not talking about the 19th <laughs> hole cuz that could come anytime. No, so here's what we'll do. We'll wrap up the on-range segment. We'll come back with the uh front nine. This is Golf with That's Jay Delsing.
3: That's the plan. Hello friends, this is Jim Nance and you're listening to Golf with my friend Jay Delsing.
2: Are you looking for a great
1: career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands and fixing things inside the home? Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In Southern Illinois, contact Jeff Klein at Mount Vernon TV and Appliance Center. The phone number is 618-242-1579. Marcona Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
2: I am delighted to welcome Marie Davila to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. I'm sure you know where it is, but in case you don't, Marie de Villa is a landmark out in West St. Louis County. It's located on the corner of Clayton and Wideman Roads. It's also on 21 beautiful rolling acres right on the way out to Queenie Park. It's a country club-like atmosphere. It's iconic, and it's absolutely gorgeous. When my dad died and my mom decided she didn't want to live alone, Marie de Villa was the first place we called. When we pulled up, we were greeted at the front door by the owner, and he took us around on a tour of the facility. We learned that there are one, two, and three-bedroom villas that you can live in, and there's also 24-hour care in the East, West, and the Waterford buildings. So Marie de Villa had everything that my mom wanted. One of the things that stood out in my mind as well was the way the family-owned business treats their guests. That's right. They refer to them as guests, but they treat them like family. So if you're in the process of trying to make a tough decision for this next part of life, you got to visit Marie de Villa. This is local. This is family. And this is St. Louis. This is Marie de Villa. Come be our guest.
4: When things come out of left field, having a game plan makes all the difference. Luckily, Farmers Insurance has been helping people cover their bases for more than 90 years, and they can help you too. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach today to see if you have the coverage you want for whatever curveballs may come your way. Call 314 398 0101. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314
0: 398 0101. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
4: Many of
2: us have experienced back pain that interrupts our daily life and activities. Having been a patient at SSM Health Physical Therapy and seeing the one-on-one care, I highly recommend them. Their experienced staff using the latest techniques returns patients back to the things they enjoy, whether it's on the golf course, planting flowers in the garden, or whatever it is that you enjoy. Let my friends at SSM Health Physical Therapy get you out of pain and back into your life. 80 locations in the St. Louis area to serve you. 800-518-1626. You can call them or reach them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion.
0: Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with J. DelSing.
2: The front nine
1: is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic.
2: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I've got pearly with me. Brad Barnes has taking great care of us here at the ESPN studios, and we're headed to the front nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. John, we had our conference call this week, Ascension Charity Classic, and the city of St. Louis is stepping up, as you would imagine. Just terrific. This September, 6th through 12th, we're going to have a great field. It's going to be a great show. Can't wait.
3: What was the best part of the meeting, Jake? Can you share any any details that uh, came of that, or, or kind of confirmations of anything?
2: You know what 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 it is, John, is just j- this. You know, we've been we had the shutdown last year, so we didn't get a we didn't get a, a tournament. We were trying to um, help, you know, get the community to understand what's available, how they can participate, X, Y, and Z, and then we shut it down, and everybody was just kind of like, blah, you know. And then the winner comes. And most of our conversations were just not happening. And now that the weather's changed, man, it is popping. There is a lot going on, and uh, and the Ascension people just continue to amaze. They're uh, they're incredible corporate citizens. They're great community people, and they're throwing this great party. We can't wait. Jack Nicholas is going to be uh, on board, uh, and that's going to take me into our next my my next point, John. Jack Nicholas has agreed. To donate his personal services and his design company services to come to North St. Louis County and redesign Normandy Golf Club.
3: Wow, wow! Where's where's that coming from? What 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 sparked that Tom idea?
2: Tom Tom O'Toole Jr., who used to be a, he was a past president of USGA, um, released a kind of a press statement uh, earlier last week, uh, stating such, and I just couldn't believe it. It was just. Uh, I mean, this golf facility is really run down and it has been teetering back and forth on whether it's going to make it, you know, whether we can raise enough money to to get it going. And uh, to Tom uh, O'Toole's credit and the Beyond Housing uh, CEO, they've come together. They got Jack Nichols on board and now the thing's going to rock. They're going to raise money to uh, uh, purchase a contract from. Uh, UMSL, which is University of Missouri St. Louis, that owns it right now, and it, it's going to it's going to have an, a completely different life form.
3: So, is it going to be a little bit like uh, the that Atlanta, pro, Atlanta, Georgia product project? Excuse me, where the where the tour plays their uh, championship?
2: Oh, I don't, I, I you're talking about East lake Village and I mean yeah. East Lake and I don't believe it'll it'll make it to the that scale but the general idea with a golf course is there's room there and they're going to Jack's going to uh, uh, redo it reroute it um, and then raise money for some maintenance and some new buildings and it's because um, it needs That's everything awesome. it is really That's awesome. it was uh, um, uh, just kind of a a shot out of nowhere that, uh, um, oh, man, I, when I saw it, I was, it was just a, a great thing to see.
3: Well, it'll help the community uh, besides that, whether it's a monster project or not. It sounds like just a fantastic thing. You know, uh, Mr. Nicholas has uh, obviously always been stepping up, but lately it seems like he's even, even doubling down on some things.
2: I'll say, and I'll tell you, he's got to step up his game to try to keep up with his wife, who's just an absolute superstar (laughs) as well. You know, these guys are building children's hospitals with the money they're raising. I mean, they're they're just um – it's it's impressive. And then Jack's going to be here in the July-August time frame because there's going to be a luncheon associated with the Ascension Charity Classic. And then he's also going to play a nine-hole exhibition on Saturday, tournament Saturday afternoon after the last group passes through the 10th hole. About 30 minutes after that, Jack and Tom Watson and Ozzie Smith and maybe one other uh Goat will join them, and uh, yeah, that's really really cool.
3: There's not many goats in the world, and and he's definitely one of them. That's exciting.
2: Yeah, it really is exciting. All right, so John, let's talk a little bit about the Quarter sisters. All right, um, Jessica and Nelly, um, they they're bringing something special to a tour in my opinion, is already trending in a really, really good way. Um, Kind of a tough blow for the LPGA to lose Commissioner Juan, who's now going to come over and run the USGA, so they're probably in a search as we speak to replace him. But I really love what the LPGA is doing, and the way the quarter sisters are playing, and they're relatively new to the tour just the last couple years – the word that keeps coming to mind when I watch them play is elegant, and you know, they're they're stud athletes. Their mom and dad were both professional tennis players at a world-class level, and they're doing some unbelievable stuff in the game.
3: Well, their brother uh, is also uh, becoming a world-class tennis player, so the, the athletics are there, and as you and I would agree, there's a lot of similarities between uh, a strong tennis t- uh, stroke, if you will, and a strong uh, golf swing. I, I agree with the elegance, but also, Jay, just the, the the form and the on plane, you know, when you when you watch that that Nelly Cordis is what one I, I guess I see get to see a little bit more uh, playing, and just the power, it's awesome, it's awesome. <laughs> and I, I I I read a long article that they had on them in an interview. They are com- really competitive. Oh, it's, you think? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's you can tell when they walk the. Uh, you know, they're very, very professional, but you can tell when they just even walk the fairways in, during, the, during the tournament. They're, they're focused in there, and they talk a lot about the mind game. Uh, they, they talk about staying away from perfect, all the things that we, we talked about. I'm trying to remember the, the one article, perfect in sports just don't get together, just don't go together, excuse me, is, is one of their kind of statements. And so it, it's about just improving, getting out there, and getting your head in the game. It, it, it was fun to listen to and uh, and read the article
2: yeah they uh, they've obviously taken on golf uh, at kind of a um, a different sort of level than 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 most and um, it's interesting when those two have been paired together and watch the uh, the internal um, not internal but the familial uh, uh, oh grit that they have for one another and the, and the competitiveness where they not only do they want to beat the field, but they want to beat each other pretty badly.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting because they've talked about that as well. And yes, they definitely have that. But they've really agreed uh, that, that the way to play the game, and you've heard this before, is uh, we, and they talk about it, we play against the, uh, we play against the golf course. And that's absolutely the way to go on so many levels. That's the way to go. And that's another one of their taglines, although they said that, and then apparently they started laughing because they're like, oh, yeah, and we also want to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been following
2: them closely and try, trying to work to, to get make a connection with them and, and have been unsuccessful so far. But reached out to my buddy Julie Inkster, and I think she's going to help me because um, she's captained those guys on a, on a Solheim Cup uh, team before and so just just gushes about what sort of human beings they are as well.
3: Well, they might be a little intimidated to come on the Golf with Jay Delsing show. So, you know, give them some time. Give them some time to let that sink in a little bit before you, uh, you know, you, you assume what might be going on there.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're pretty intimidating, aren't we? Yeah, we're going like, how many wins have you guys had? We're not sure. <laughs> All right, Pearl. That's going to wrap up uh, the front nine, but don't go anywhere. We are going to come back with a Travis Lee big interview. He is the CEO of St. Louis Bank. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, everybody. It's Vince
3: Kill. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
2: If you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. 1-866-341-9255 is their number. They have been in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve.
0: Don't miss the hottest rookie class in PGA Tour Champions history. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Purick, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club, September 6th through the 12th. Join legends Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, and Hale Irwin to celebrate the PGA Tour Champions' newest event. Professional golf returning to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, pro-am foursomes on sale now. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com.
2: I am with my buddy Joe Schieser from USA Mortgage. Hey,
0: Jay. How are you?
2: Doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for the support of the show.
0: I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh,
2: Congratulations. This is uh, your third year, and we're really proud to be a sponsor all three years since the very beginning. It's a great show, and we look forward to it every Sunday morning. Well, thanks a bunch. Tell us just a little bit about USA Mortgage and what you can do for people. Well, USA Mortgage is an ESOP. It's an employee-owned company. So over 1,000 families here in St. Louis work for the company. So if you want an opportunity to patronize a, a local company, please call USA Mortgage, 314-628-2015, and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over your options, discuss all the different programs that are available, and give you an opportunity to support a local company. That's awesome, Joe. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you
1: you've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years and now you can bring golden tea to your home complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game the ultimate virtual golfing experience over 80 courses unique game modes and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments however you play you will be the talk of your neighborhood visit home.goldentea.com to learn more
0: we're halfway there it's time for the back nine on golf with jay delsey
1: the Back Nine is brought to you by Vogelbach Agency with Farmer's Insurance.
2: Hey, welcome back. Golf with Jay Delsing here. I'm your host, Jay. i got Pearlie with me, and we're headed to the Back Nine. It's brought to you by the Vogelbach Agency uh, with Farmer's Insurance. You have any sort of insurance need, personal, for your company, your employees, anything, call Ed Fogelbach, 314-398-0101. He will take care of you. All right. We are going to my interview with the CEO of St. Louis Bank, Mr. Travis Liebig.
0: Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. There it is. A win for the ages. Oh, Jack. That was a great putt. Jack finishing off. And what a day it's been for him. A round of 65.
1: Travis Liebig is brought to you by Golden Tea.
2: Yeah, so I'm really excited. People are going to go, what the heck, man? You've got a, a, a corporate bank guy, you know, and there's so much more to you than that. But let's just talk about the way that your life started. You're a Midwestern guy. We, have, we share a lot of the same values. Let's talk a little bit about growing up in Quincy, Illinois.
5: Sure. Yeah, so born and raised in Quincy, Illinois, a couple of hours uh, north of St. Louis, right out along the river. Uh, an old river town with a lot of history and i always say i'm proud to be from quincy illinois i think it gave me a lot of the characteristics of who i am you know that community feel uh, getting to know your neighbor uh, people there are hard working and uh, a lot of attributes and i'm a transplant to st louis moved down here uh, to go to school um, get back to Quincy, Illinois, still a fair amount, have family back. But I am an adopted St. Louisan, and I'm glad the community has welcomed me with open arms. But, uh, yeah, so Quincy, you know, that's where I was born and born and raised. So that's the, the small Midwestern town, and a lot of good uh, values, I think, came from that. So I'd be happy to talk about that, too.
2: Yeah, we had, uh, I had Gary Woodland on the show, and he's from Topeka, and he said, that's my home. that is my home those are my people and one of the things that uh, and when steve stricker was on a while back we he said or one of us said you know we don't live in the midwest for the weather that's for (laughs) sure it's really got to be the people
5: you bet yeah Yeah.
2: okay so how about the way you grew up let's talk a little bit about some of those values And, and and i know those carry over here in the bank but you're a dad you and Kristen have uh, two kids and so all that stuff is all tied into who you are
5: yeah for sure so i will say that while we may not have had the exposure to a lot of things that the big city you know provides as far as entertainment and events but sometimes distractions you know in small town america you know i would say for from my family's perspective you know my, my parents weren't socialites you know they were hard working and family focused so we spent most of our time with you know Grandparents, aunts, uncles. We lived across directly across the street from my uh, aunt Nancy and uncle Mike. You know, they kind of helped raise us as kids growing up. And uh, the you know the entertainment that we had was spending time with family members. And you know, as a kid growing up, that sometimes feels boring. But you grow really close with your family. You're close with your cousins. You're learning from your elders. Uh, I'd say I learned a lot from my parents, but as much probably from my grandparents as well. And that bond um, is something that, you know, is extremely important to Kristen and I as we raise kids. How do we, you know, create the family dynamic that we had growing up? And you don't know how important that is until you realize that that not everybody has that. And I think that, you know, the attributes that my parents gave us were work hard, um, you know, respect your elders, uh, you know, look out for your neighbor. And those kind of basic fundamentals we were raised on, I think I'm still the kid from Quincy that's moved to St. Louis and you know some of those community aspects are here in in St. Louis as well but maybe they're fleeting and maybe community doesn't feel the same but I think uh growing up you know that was what it was all about and
2: no that's really good that's really good and I think so we'll talk a little bit about your education because it's um you, you you went to um you got your undergrad uh, degree at SIU, and then your your uh, MBA at SIU as well, and then you went over to Stony Graduate School that's got an affiliation with the Wharton uh, School of Business uh, at the University of Pennsylvania. And so, you always wanted to be a banker?
5: No, I didn't. I actually didn't know what I wanted to be. You know, even my senior year of high school, where I was thinking about, do I go to college or do I, you know, get into the workforce? You know, in Quincy, and when you know, I'm, you know, 41 years old today, you know, and, you know, this was 20 years ago, basically. It was pretty common for most of my class just to get into the workforce, or they already were. So it wasn't as if I had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, friends and, you know, or family that had, you know, planned to go to college early. So for me, it was, you know, no, my parents didn't go to college, so they weren't really uh, able to help guide us in that direction. Nor was college seen as the end-all, be-all thing. Um, work hard. Focus on your education and opportunities to come, and that's really the mindset I think my father had. But they they wanted us to pursue whatever we felt like we should, but they weren't going to tell us what to do. So as a young kid, that's tough. Yeah. But uh, you know, my uh, my thought was, okay, maybe I'll be an electrician. You know, that was really what in my senior year of high school, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll get into. Heating and Air, my uncle, you know, runs a heating and air company, but I could only think about the trades or blue-collar work because that's, you know, how I was, was brought up. It was intimidating to even think about college. Well, I did get some scholarships uh, to go to go to college, so it was almost like there was free money there for me to do it. And since I didn't have, you know, my, my career path or my goals set out of what I want to do next, it was really the next step was go to college, right? So I thought, okay, I'll go and I'll figure it out. Well that's where it kind of opened my eyes to other opportunities um that could be out there and then the more I uh you know was in the business school and economics then I started to see this career path into business but it wasn't really banking that you know was standing out so, you know banking's not this sexy profession that's out there that people are dying to get into especially you know from from my generation I feel like there was either a misunderstanding or maybe even the term banker was seen as a negative thing because you know Bankers had uh, kind of been seen as the Mr. Potter, if you will, versus the George Bailey, and it's a wonderful life. So it wasn't until uh, my, my se- going into my senior year um, that I was looking for an internship. And my, at that point in time, my plan was I want to be a stockbroker. I want to work for Ed Jones or A.G. Edwards. I liked that. I was able to at least see myself in that role, helping people make decisions for their hard earned money, but I really didn't have a path to it. So I was going to the career fairs. This would have been 2002, so there was the dot-com bust, there was 9-11, the brokerage houses weren't hiring, and my resume had uh, two things on it up to that point. That was working at McDonald's <laughs> and Blockbuster Video. So oh. so, so here I am trying to make it into the uh, white-collar world of financial professionals, and I had nothing on the, my resume. And thank, thank goodness um, I met somebody at a career fair that was from a bank, and they were looking for... know college kids to come in learn the business and at this time turn it into something more than maybe what it had been so I took the uh, internship as a resume uh, builder no intention of uh, sticking with it I figured I'd do this for a year and then after I graduate I'll go get my job as a stockbroker. and then I realized there was so much more to it right other than having a, a savings account I didn't even have a car loan up until that point, so the only time I went to the bank was to make an actual physical deposit. Otherwise, I didn't even know what they did.
2: You know, Travis, the term community bank gets—it's it's everywhere,
5: right. and they're
2: so. But the the differentiator to me is what you is is knowing you and knowing what the the vision with the bank is. Yeah. Let's talk it. a little bit about what that looks like.
5: Yeah. So um, you know, we're a you know a, a, a decent sized bank today and growing. Um, I put a group together a little over two years ago to buy a bank and you know I'm the you know guy that grew up you know not really dealing with banks not really understanding banks getting to know banking and the thing that I could see was that there is an opportunity to you know serve the market here which is good for business but good for the community in a way that no banks were really doing and this is not a knock on them it's just that the ongoing consolidation in banking which is you know happened across the country what it's done is taken away those community partners that used to work with you know, the small to mid-sized businesses. Now they're rolled up inside of the big bank world. They don't get the same attention, they don't get the same opportunity to, to work with somebody that can help them navigate their way through the process. And it's intimidating going into a bank and I don't want it to be intimidating. If somebody has a need or they're working on a project, we wanna be seen as a friendly neighbor that can can work with them even if they don't need anything. Our value we provide is helping educate them on the path forward so um, i've been determined uh, to maybe help make become make st louis an even better place than what it already is by building a bank that can serve that market need and do the things that we're capable of doing and the banks that i've worked for over my career were great i had amazing education training knowledge was able to you know build up my relationships uh, for the last you know 20 years, but I always dreamed that if there was a way that we could start a bank and focus on, you know, what is most important for things that are going on in our backyard, we could do this so much better. And you know, so I've wanted to do that for a big part of my career. Didn't really know if I ever could, but it was the dream. And like I mentioned before, I've had people that have taken an interest in me, for whatever reason, they saw something in me that I didn't see myself. And as I started to talk to them about, hey, would you be up for investing in a community bank? I was shocked by how many people said yes. So, uh, a little over three years ago, I guess now the opportunity came up to become part of St. Louis Bank, and then it was evident that it could be a chance to own St. Louis Bank. Well, I'm not, you know, a guy that can stroke a check to buy a bank. You know, <laughs> I mean, let's just put it that way. I'll put my s- sweat, sweat yeah. equity in, but I am all in. You know, my life savings. Um, And then some into this, along with some of the people that trusted me the most over my career.
2: Let's talk a little bit about golf. You and I have done some things together. I know you love the game with two young kids, a new business. You don't get to play uh, as much as you'd like. But um, you do use golf. You do believe in golf in uh, in your business and in the community.
5: Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, I did not play golf until uh, college or out of college. And it became part of the, you know, necessity, I think, in the business community, because you have great nonprofit events and things that are out there. Plus, it's a way to interact with clients and prospects and spend time with them. But what I knew about golf growing up was, you know, it was the rich man's sport. That's what I'd always heard. Oh, that's the rich man's sport, you know, and so I really didn't have an opportunity to play it. But when I got out of college and, you know, got into banking full time, you know, I realized, all right, you know, there is there is something there that I need to, you know, learn more about. And of course, I had some friends that were playing, but it's intimidating when you go out there and you're terrible, right? <laughs> so I think my goal was to not be terrible and, um, you know, utilize this in a way where I could be active in the community at some of these fundraisers. And then with the associates and uh, the business uh, community, you know, that's something that a lot of business uh, men and women like to do. So where, where is it that we can get time where we can get to know each other you know and and there's you know on a golf course it's been an amazing way to connect with people and I've you know gone golfing with people I didn't know at all and after a round of golf felt like I've known these folks for a long time personally business um even how they carry themselves on the course are they short they have a short fuse (laughs) are they are they maybe a little bit uh Of a cheat, you know. You can
2: learn a lot about people, and it probably doesn't take a whole lot.
5: That's right. And I I think about that because they're probably learning a lot about me. My line is, (laughs) I'm a better banker than I'm a golfer. However, that's not saying much. But uh, you know.
2: Oh no! You and I are both tall guys, and um, for someone that's starting, and you're very athletic and played other sports, but golf is a just a weird animal, you know. And being so far away from the ball, I can totally relate to some of the. Struggles, you sure. know that that you have, and um, we've been able to spend the time on the course. The thing that keeps coming back to me, Travis, with this, and uh, I'm sitting with Travis Liebig. He is the CEO of St. Louis Bank, and this is Golf with Jay Delsing. In September, uh, speaking of unbelievable community people, Ascension has brought the PGA Tour to St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, after what happened, I know you, you got to see a little bit of the PGA Championship at uh, Bell Reve you know i've said this before if there's such a thing as a 10 run home run you know golf and tiger and st louis and jim Nance and CBS at all we all everything just went out yeah uh, you know with a, just a great uh, perspective and these guys are bringing it to norwood hills and i know you're going to be involved in it and um, it's they're part of the community, and it's neat to see corporate citizens like you support this event. And, uh, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for this thing.
5: Yeah, same here. And I was disappointed that it got postponed last year. But in reality, I think that was the right move. You know, I was excited for it to, to to be here. I, you know, will say that Ascension, you know, what they're doing to stand behind this. And they're, you know, they're showing their true colors because they could have had that at any course anywhere, and they chose you know, the uh, Norwood Hills Country Club, which is in an area that's a beautiful historic course, but it's not, you know, uh, maybe where some of the other courses would be. So they, I think, took a stand and they've profited with some wonderful nonprofits and the good works that are coming out of it uh, are, are phenomenal. And I think they're, they're standing behind that the way that they should. It's f- an amazing event that we have the you know honor to host here in St. Louis at the right place that we'll host it um, and be able to, deliver upon what they need to, but it's putting those dollars to work that are raised in the communities that that need it. And honestly, you know, for me, I didn't realize the philanthropic uh, side of golf until we got involved with, with this one. And I've learned more about what, you know, the PGA and the USGA do as a national piece. It really opened my eyes to what's possible there. And of course, St. Louis, they'll show up for this event. They'll make this event great. We do that. And I think that tells you a lot about the character of, of our town. They love events. They support sporting events, but they're also believers in the community. There's, you know, It's always this um, amazing thing that, wow, St. Louis really showed so well when we do these things, which we already know we will, but it's great to put it on a, a national scale like the PGA, where it showed the best sides of us because unfortunately the sides that typically get shown or at least have since i've lived in st louis are not the not the positives but there's a there's so much positive going on it just does not get talked about it's kind of the best kept secret that for whatever reason we don't tell you know on a broader scale nationally and you know the the tournament that'll be coming up in september you'll see a lot of great uh corporate sponsors that are part of it people that believe in the community i the momentum behind that thing is tremendous and i think by it being you know, postponed for a year because of COVID actually is going to make it even better. And that, you know, we have at least a a, a term here where we'll see this coming back again and again, but St. Louisans will will come out in droves.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting because it'll be nothing like the champion tour has ever seen in terms of community involvement, people showing up. It'll be a big deal. Travis, thank you so much for this uh, conversation. Keep doing what you're doing for the community. We all really appreciate it.
5: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Keep doing the things you're doing. Love the show and uh anything I can do to help, you just let me know. Right on. All right.
2: All right, that's going to wrap up that interview, Pearl. It's unmistakable how much this guy loves banking and the community, and it's really awesome. I've done some stuff for him. He he values the game of golf and he's using it to grow his business.
3: I love the community aspect, Jay. You know, it, it reminded me on two occasions in my life, trying to build my business and also relocating and, and looking for some funding for a house we wanted to buy. And it was the community bank that uh, that made both of those things uh, possible. Uh, just you could sit down, uh, you could get to know them. It's what they were there for, et cetera. Uh, and again, you know, another one of your guests that just is humble, down to earth, Midwest, right to the core. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, listening to your interview with him.
2: You know, we could have talked banking for several hours, but uh, we, had to, we, we had to go. Um, well, that's going to wrap up. He, the...
3: he could have talked banking yeah. for days. I'm not sure if you could have talked banking no. for hours. Did
2: I say me? Yeah, uh, we, I could have tried <laughs> to listen. No, But um, yeah. that's going to wrap up the back nine. So uh, don't go anywhere. We've got a whack-and-chase episode on the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Bill DeWitt third president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Golf with Jay Delsing. Oh, yeah, right, let me start it. <laughs> After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club pain-free again. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process, and when I was ready, one of their specially trained kvs certified physical therapists put me on that 3D motion capture system. It is awesome. They evaluated my posture, alignment, and the efficiencies of my golf swing, and it's helped me tremendously. They gave me golf-specific exercises to help my swing and be more efficient and repeatable. Call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for a special pricing discount. Your therapy, our passion.
1: Are you looking for a great career? Do you like meeting nice people, working with your hands, and fixing things inside the home? Marcon Appliance Parts Company would like to encourage you to consider a high-paying career in major appliances repair and service. Major appliance service technicians are in very high demand. Major appliance techs work regular hours and make excellent money. They work local, in their own communities, and are home every night. It is an incredibly stable industry and highly rewarding work. Discover more about your new career in major appliance services today by contacting a local appliance service company in your hometown. In St. Louis or St. Charles County, contact Brian Probst at AAA Home Services. The phone number is 636-299-3871. Marconi Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and proud distributor of General Electric
2: Parts. I know you've heard me talk about Whitmore Country Club. I want to thank them for supporting the show again for the third year and tell you things are going great for them. There's 90 holes of golf when you join at the Whit- at Whitmore Country Club. The membership provides you access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. Cart fees are included. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. 24-hour fitness center is fantastic. There's two large pool complexes uh, and three tennis courts. Stop in the golf shop. You got to see my buddy Bummer. He is an absolute great guy that would love to help you with your game and love to show you around um, the uh, facility. He and his staff uh, run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events. There's live music. There's uh, uh, great dining opportunities out there, outside, inside. Anything you and your family need, golf wise, fun wise. Visit WhitmoreGolf.com or call them at
0: 636-926-9622. Professional golf returns to St. Louis in 2021. The Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Stars like Phil Mickelson, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, and more compete at Norwood Hills Country Club September 6th through the 12th. Tickets, clubhouse passes, hospitality suites, and pro-am foursomes are on sale now. All proceeds go to North St. Louis County Charities. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com or call 314-938-2828. PGA Tour Golf is back in the Lou. The Ascension Charity Classic.
4: Have you met your local farmers insurance agent Ed Fogelbach? He proudly serves St. Louis area families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies and provide a no obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314 398 0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency with farmers insurance at 314
0: 398 0101. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
4: I want to tell
2: you about Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. My friend Colin Burnt runs the store over there, and he helped me buy a used Volkswagen for my daughter, Jo, when she turned 16. We've had the car for over a year. It's running great. It's nice and safe, and we've taken it there to get it serviced just recently pearly that does the show with me just bought a nice toyota truck from Collins. so i want you to know that if there's any sort of vehicle you need anything at all you can get it at the dean team volkswagen of kirkwood you can call them at 314-966-0303 or visit them at dean team vw kirkwood dot
0: com grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair we're on to the 19th hole on golf with jay
1: The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra.
0: Right
2: on. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and uh, Pearlie is with me. We're at the 19th hole, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Pearlie's got one in his hand. I got one in my hand. And uh, let's do this 19th hole thing. Pearl, quickly about Travis. I loved what he said about how he wanted to play more golf.
3: Yeah, he, he, it was it was rational. He doesn't have much time. But he, he loves to be out there. He wants to be involved with other folks and join the day. And I just loved his perspective. And I think I'm trying to learn how to have that perspective because it's, it's, it's the way to go. And it's really what the game's about. Just be able to enjoy it and get good enough to where you don't suck.
2: All right, cool. Pearl, hey, it is time for another episode of Whack and Chase. Love it.
1: When it comes to your golf game, do you need help from the experts? So do we. We're still looking for those experts, but until then, John and Jay will have to do. It's time for Whack and Chase on Golf with Jay Delsine.
5: Jay, John, I knew today's show was going to be fantastic. It's because we have another Brad on the show. Brad is here for Whack and Chase. Wait a second. Yeah. Not yeah. is not a room. Room. There's,
2: there's not enough
5: room for Brad. Yeah, there's plenty of sure. room.
3: No, there's the not enough room. The are taking over. By any chance, so which Brad, Brad that's calling in, what's your nickname? Because Brad here's nicknames meet. What's your nickname? <laughs> Huck. All right, Huck. Okay, Huck, Huck, I, I love that. That's no, pr- no, we're, no. Go, we're going Huck. with Huck for the rest of the show. Is that all right? We're going with Huck. Huck. Love it's it. hop, H O P, hop. hop. Oh, oh, hop. That's even better. That's even yeah. better. Okay, what well, we're going to yeah. ask at the end of the show, at the end of this, well, maybe at the beginning. Who knows what is going to happen? We got we got to get the, the, uh, the origin of that, uh, of that nickname. That's a, that's a wonderful nickname. So, Jay, uh,
2: uh, all right, hop. What is the question you're going to ask us tonight? <laughs> my, my buddy's getting a little tongue tied over here. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask you about a,
6: a short chip shot. Um, if I'm just a couple of feet off the green, I got a fairly consistent bump and run, but if I'm a little bit farther out um, or in a little bit longer grass near the green, I don't really have kind of a lofted soft landing shot. And I seem to blade it across the green or. Okay. Hop, uh, so, so one so thing, back.
3: Hop, one thing that's going to happen in this conversation is two things are going to be discussed. One Jay's going to talk about his brother's chipping, if you could even call it that, whole mindset. And then Jay's also going to explain the chip he hit on the second hole in Vegas, the Vegas Pro Am at uh, Vegas. And he's he's signaling me right now that that's probably a bad idea, but we're going with it anyway. And he's going to, he's going to signal that chippy that was early in his career before he awakened to the value of a short game. So I think that's an absolutely awesome question, and a lot of people can relate to this.
2: Brad, have you ever done radio? <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, you know, so Brad, I, I, I love the question too. First of all, the short game is mostly my favorite part. To work on. I, I really. Oh, no, appreciate that's it. killing me. That now, is meat and hop. Uh,
3: if you if you knew the history for I, him I, to I, say I, that I'll, I'll You talk talking about awakening, personal growth. There's, hey, there's 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 not enough books to explain Hey, hey what, hop, the, the, what this guy the
2: travel the hey, distance this guy's traveled. Hey Hop my dad <laughs> used to say son your short game's like and again use a real word substitute. It's like um uh, penthouse or, or castle? <laughs> and I'm like, so what are you trying to say, Dad? A- anyway, so I would have I would have these game changer shots, oh, yeah. or I would have these flubs, or these game changer shots. Or the other they, you see, they would change the game one way or the other. They were either really good or really bad. So, what I what I wound up having to do is blow the whole thing up and start over. But one of the things that uh, John was talking about. I had early, early in my career, John was catting for me in Las Vegas, I had a third shot on a par five. The easiest shot you could have was probably a total of 40 yards. I probably had 10 yards of carry over a bunker. I probably had 20 yards of green that was flat and gently rolling uphill and slow, and the rest of it was easy. That was the hard part. hop. I laid the face of my wedge wide open, swung underneath this club, and buried my ball under the lip of the bunker and made double bogey.
3: And I was looking so hard for anybody else to carry that bag because it was a non-cut event. So that meant four more days of carrying. And we were just, you talking about dead in the water, oh. the doldrums, as oh. sailors might call it. We were in the doldrums in the middle of the desert.
2: Right. So, so what I'm going to tell you about that short shot from just off the green.
3: So let's say. Um, you Don't got wait a it. second you, you're, you're you're getting ahead of the game oh yeah yeah what am. What, what, what has hop done hop what have you done to this point to try to to, to experiment with that soft shot off the green give us give us a little of any lessons special clubs what have you tried
6: okay so I'm usually doing this with a 60 degree wedge um, and it seems like lately if I do a lot of practice swing ahead of time and I really think about not hitting the ball and just kind of swinging through I get a little bit better result but I don't know if it's where I put it in my stance or if I've got my weight a little bit in the wrong spot. It's, I mean, sometimes I flub it and sometimes I blade it
3: and I, <laughs> It's very rare to take it. Just wait, right. wait a second. Wait a second. We needed some definition to help <laughs> here. Flub and blade.
2: Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, you don't need any definition. I is have it?
3: both of those. What is it?
2: Flub is a little fat. and Blade is a little <laughs> stiff. Hey, hey, um, hey, Hop. What kind of grass are you talking about? Longish grass? Or are you just talking you about about green grass? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> talking- <laughs> what kind of grass? Not the kind you could smoke, right, Hop?
6: Well, yeah. The truth of the matter is, it works out best if I'm if I'm in a little bit taller grass a little bit better if smoking okay
2: <laughs> right right right, right. yeah so it works out a little better if you've got a little bit of uh, grass that you can get easier for you to get underneath the ball right Sure. yes yep. mm-hmm. okay so now here's a so here's um um so have you tried anything Hop, have you tried to move the ball in your stance? Have you tried to change your hand position as it relates to the ball? Anything like that? <laughs> so I've tried all of that and I and I
6: haven't been able to glean any uh Hey Hop. Consistent hey Hop, let me ask you a question. Have you tried anything? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about taking up a different sport.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hop, I gotta tell you, my brother. My brother putts from Sixty Yards and In. Okay. And, and he called up on, on the whack and chase and said his name is my brother's name is Bart and he lives in Florida and he said his name was Marty from Florida. And he said I need help with my sit, my putts from sixty yards and in <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's awesome. What kind of a game have you got? Give Jay a little perspective. Are you single digit? Are you a high handicapper? Give us Give us a little feedback on you.
6: Oh no, I'm I'm a pretty high handicapper. I uh, I started playing golf about six years ago, but about probably three years ago, I got serious about it and decided I want to get better. Um, I I, this year my goal is to get under ninety. Nice, um, but I I didn't quite make it. My uh, my handicap's nineteen point seven.
3: Well, guess what? Twenty twenty one, you are going to get under ninety, and uh, Jay's going to start talking to you right now about uh, how that's going to happen, unless I uh, interrupt him. Okay, which could <laughs> happen. So, Hop, one of the the biggest
2: things is we've got to get the ball in the in your hand ratio correct. Okay, and so if you're going to go in there on a tight lie with your sixty and try to hit this high soft shot, you got your hands full if you're not if all these things aren't matched up. Okay, so um, you said you had a nice bump and run game, but for whatever reason, this is a shot that calls for something that's going to land high and soft, right? hmm yes. Okay, so we got to make a little longer swing. We have to keep our wrists extremely soft, and we have to move right through that ball with that club head like the ball's not even there, and we have to finish to a distinctive point on your left. We, we, we want the club to move through this area and not even worry about the ball because these clubs these days are designed beautifully to perform this. But my, my sense is you're hitting at the ball, you're trying to help it in the air, and you're... M- Changing the face angle that's got you all screwed up, so you're going to hit some fat and some thin.
3: So Jay, he's hitting the bump and run, and he's fairly comfortable with it. So what's the difference? Is talk about shallow versus steep?
2: Right. So the bump and run is going to be a little a more abbreviated swing. It's going to be a little shorter back, a little shorter through. What we need to do is, and that's going to be a little steeper. What we need to do is stay a little shallow. Hop. We need a longer, mm-hmm. more
3: putter, more putter feel.
2: Yeah, more like your putter, and we need to keep your knees and your hips level as you move through, Hop. As soon as you start changing those levels, the club face angle will change. You keep your knees and your hips level and move right through that hitting area. Don't worry about the ball. This ball will get hit. You're going to find success. So, Jay, talk
3: about a tour player that struggled with not you. Not including you. Talk, <laughs> talk about a tour boy, player. Oh talk about a tour player that struggled with this. A guy that could hit bump and runs, do those things, but has really struggled with that. Ta- Hal Sutton. Okay, Hal talk Sut- about it. Hal Sutton,
2: Sutton comes to mind. World, world beater. Great oh, player. We, we, we watched him win the PGA Championship our senior year in college out at Riviera. And TPC beating Tiger. He's one of the first guys
3: to take Tiger down.
2: Absolutely. And one of the reasons he did well is because he could play a lot of bump and runs, especially around the TPC. But you never seen Hal do that well when he's got to hit these high soft shots he just really really struggled with that and what's odd is it that typically that's the sign of someone that doesn't putt particularly well Put, Hal putted the eyes out of but the But he
3: had a pretty steep approach on his ball striking. There's no so question. So he couldn't make that transition that you're asking Hop to make, yep. which is more of a shallow attack to have a softer and, hit. And,
2: Hop, this is about keeping your hands and wrists nice and soft, and this is about keeping your knees and your hips level and moving right on through there. And as you turn through, that club turns through there with you, and you're, and, and this is a, a great drill. Stick the butt end of your 60-degree wedge into your belly button or belt area and turn your hips And your knees and everything together, the hop on your full swing. We want you clearing your left fast, and we want that club coming in fast on your on your short game. We want it all coming in together very slowly through that hitting area. And you'll be you'll be chipping in before you know it. You'll be taking some some Burke money. I bet.
3: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. So we need two. Before you conclude, we got to get one quick feedback from hop and where did hop come from
6: well it's not as interesting as it might sound it's really just kind well, of make a something up, hop. Of make, up. make something up this has gone well don't
3: don't screw up the end of this deal
2: you know that, well, that's that's terrific hop. that's terrific well you know you know how we how we end our whacking chases if we helped you you got to tell everyone you know i mean you got to call the call espn you got to take a they write us letters and tell us how great we are and if you keep sculling that thing and flubbing that thing you tell them we never met hop Exactly.
3: (laughs) Fantastic, buddy. Thanks so much for the call. Good luck with the game. Thanks, guys.
2: Pearl, I can tell you're jumping off the chair there. What did you think of that whack of chase?
3: Oh, I just, you know, when a guy's talking about that shot just off the green, so many faces pop into my mind. Your brother is one. Uh, A guy we used to play with at the boulders uh, down in the desert forever. Really wonderful player. He would get four or five steps off the green and start going into a cold sweat knowing it was going to go sideways. 260-yard drives right down the middle, right in front of the green, and knew he was going to make eight. It's just <laughs> he, he couldn't move the ball in the direction of the hole from that point on.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you got to love this game, man. It's uh, Man, that's why we have of Ultra involved in the Wack J Chase segments <laughs> on the 19th hole. It's perfect.
3: I thought you were going to say that's why Michael Ultra is involved in golf. And the key there is to try a little bit of it before you have to hit those short, chippy, uh, pitchy shots.
2: Yes, that's right. Well, uh, John, that's going to wrap up another show. Thanks so much for being with us. Me, thanks for pushing the dials and keeping us on, uh, on track here. And um, uh, we will see you next week. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit them straight, St. Louis. GEICO asks,
1: how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would.